You're listening to Outdoor Living with Ed Ball. Can you describe the difficulties with irrigation systems? Sure. So the difficulties with irrigation systems are kind of multifaceted. You know, there's a lot of benefits to irrigation systems because they help even out the, you know, the natural watering pattern. And they're really important when you first plant plants, whether you plant them at optimal times of year in the spring or in the fall, or when you plant plants at, at any time during the year, the challenges uh, difficulty-wise is I, what I'm finding most often is clients tend to, to assume that an irrigation system is set it and forget it. Now, there certainly are systems where you can connect uh, to your Wi-Fi or to your internet, and if there's a chance of rain, it'll automatically shut off the system. But we all know that weather forecasting is not perfect. And so there might be a chance of rain today, say 40%, but it may not rain. And therefore, if you have your water on your system to run every other day, for example, or two or three times a week, it may skip a day, and then all of a sudden your plants aren't getting water in a drought. So there's, it's definitely not a set it and forget it kind of a system. Certainly being connected to the internet or having a rain sensor that will turn your irrigation system off if it does rain uh, is beneficial and it does help a lot, but you certainly can't set it and forget it because either uh, you will underwater, you're still the potential of underwatering and overwatering. The other problem or challenge with, uh, you know, irrigation systems is people have a tendency to think, well, if I'm watering longer, well, irrigation systems are providing a lot of water because of overlap and coverage in a very short period of time. So you want to be watering you don't want to overwater, extend the time too much because the soil can't absorb all that water at once. So any water that becomes runoff just runs down the street. And if you're on city water and you're paying for every gallon of water, you're, you're wasting your water. So there's a lot of nuances and tricks and there's a tendency for homeowners to believe that it's a set it and forget it, whether it's connected to the Wi-Fi system or the internet or not. And it really needs regularly, regular monitoring either by your landscape company or the irrigation company or a qualified professional. The challenge with a lot of irrigation companies is they know a lot about irrigation. They not know a lot about underground sprinkler systems. The two names are synonymous. The problem is they don't know a lot about plants. So, it, there's a certain amount of monitoring that goes on. We still highly recommend irrigation systems to clients because it does level out in the ebbs and flows of, of watering. It certainly helps a great deal when you initially plant sod or grass seed or plants, uh, but you, you can't forget it. You just, you've got to continue to monitor it, whether the homeowner does it or they pay for a qualified professional to uh, manage it for you. Excellent. And you touched on overwatering and underwatering plants. Uh, 
what's the best way to know when your plants need to be watered in the summer and like what kind of variables can play into that? So there's a lot of variables. Uh, one of the things I didn't touch on earlier is the rain sensors are actually really simple technology. It's just a, several discs and the discs in the rain sensor are corks. So the rain sensor generally is set up where it's open to the sky so it gets the water you know, hitting it, the discs swell up, and that sets off a signal to the controller or computer saying, okay, don't water. Well, the challenge with that is the disc can dry out before the plants do. So if you get a lot of heavy rainstorms potentially, or you get a lot of rain and the discs dry out, but the ground hasn't dried out. So there's there's potential there for some challenges. Um, the best way to tell is, I, I, one way to tell that I described to a lot of clients is pull back some mulch in various mulch beds and just touch the soil. If you can, if it feels wet or moist, then it's probably okay. If you can literally stick your finger into it, into the ground like, you, like you're sticking into like mud, then it's way too much water. I mean, that's a really touchy-feely thing. Very often we use soil probes and we push down into the ground. And if the soil that comes out is gray, it's overwatered. If it's, and then other than that, we're just generally feeling to see what the moisture content is to get below, say, six or eight inches in the ground. Uh, but for most homeowners, I think it's a matter of, if you see your, the soil around your yard cracking or, or just, really dry, with a, generally soil is a lighter color when it's really dry, then, you know, that means you need more water on your lawn or your plant areas. But a lot of times I say to clients, like, pull back the mulch. Just don't look at the mulch because mulch is helping to retain, retain moisture. Look under the mulch and dig with your hand a little bit or try to, you know, just feel the soil and like how much water content is there. I mean, that's probably the easiest way to do it. You can't just look at it with your eyes. I mean, there certainly if you've been in the industry for a number of years, you can look at a plant that's 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 feet away and tell if it's in stress or not. But most homeowners just can't, won't see that. So the best choice is uh, to look at uh, the soil, pull the mulch back. Or if you see some leaves that are kind of dry and crispy, that's certainly a, a warning that you're, you're, under, you're underwatering your plant. And so we know that irrigation is important in the summertime, uh, but do we need irrigation systems in, in the fall as well? Uh, in, the, in the mid-Atlantic regions and so much of the U.S., in September and even into mid-October, we can get Indian summers where it's just really warm and dry. Uh, and that's I find very much predicated on the activity in the hurricane season or tropical storms, but it can get really dry. So you definitely want to have your irrigation system running through October. Um, you know, and if we get a wet season, you can certainly just turn it off or the rain sensor will keep it from running. Uh, but you definitely want to set it back in the fall to water less because the plants are really going into dormancy mode whether it's hot or not, um, and hot and dry or not. 
so you don't need as much water, but adding a little bit of water is always helpful because plants continue to grow, whether they're perennials or uh, trees or shrubs, their root systems continue to develop. Even the lawn continues to develop uh, over, you know, as long as the ground's not frozen. So, and then, you know, winterize your irrigation system in late October, November, uh, before it really gets cold. And, you know, then you start it back up in the spring. You don't need it during the winter. When seeking a landscape designer, is it important to include a conversation about irrigation? I think it's always important to include uh, conversations about irrigation. I think understanding areas that are might be wetter or drier and how to address it. I mean, there's lots of different types of irrigation systems that you can uh, get involved in. Uh, but I think anytime you hire a landscape designer, you really want to look at someone who has a good level of experience or a great or an excellent level of experience in not only irrigation, but lighting and hardscapes and drainage and plant materials so that you get a really a holistic approach to things versus, well, I hired somebody to, to give me a plant design and now I got to go find somebody who can do irrigation. The two the two being separated can create a very disjointed effect. To learn more about Ed Ball, visit www.ebla.pro and find Ed on your favorite social media platform at It's Ed Ball.